Hey bitches, welcome back to That's Horse, the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. We are your hosts, Kevin Ie, and we have a lot of opinions that are well unpopular. I just well, got like so nervous. I just want to I know, this me to too. Be, That's like... why I did it so fast. <laughs> I just want this. This is like such a pivotal moment for us. Like after a big break, some so many big things have happened in the Taylor Swift realm. Like we have to be able to have an intelligent discourse about it. I don't know if I can. I you have explode. to bring it today. You're gonna bring it. I believe in you. Okay. I need to clear my throat. I had like a spoonful of peanut butter about a half hour ago. Oh, have you eaten anything today? Is that why you need to go grocery shopping? Yeah, I have I'm eating random ass food around. <laughs> how <laughs> how packed any- is your freezer right now? I don't have anything that can make a meal. I guess there's probably stuff in there, but it's probably still um rosé slushy yeah anyway Um, i have a i was just thinking about maybe a tweak to our podcast logistics what What? if we made the beginning intro music you're talking shit for the hell of it like could we make it you know instead of our like are you ready for it as long as there's a royalty-free version Oh, well, what if we recorded it? Can you record? You can be Lana Del Rey and I'll be Taylor Swift. You're talking shit. (laughs) The hell of it. Did you see that? um, There's probably some royalty-free remix or something. Snow on the Beach is now bigger than Summertime Sadness for Lana. She's not even in it. I'm just telling you what happened. Interesting. It's just because streaming wasn't as big back then that's the only summertime sadness yeah because that was like 2012 all right let's get into it i do you have an article you we should start off with or do you want to do some banter first ease us into it yeah i'm not i don't think i'm ready okay so can you you talk banter about i want to talk about halloween did people get your costume did you have to explain it to people how was your bar crawl definitely had to explain the costume um i saw a few more a few other people dress like you oh really yeah on tiktok oh not like people we Um, know i mean if people saw the show they were like yeah lorelei right knew what it was um but other than that it was like why are you (laughs) like (laughs) i mean it was like clearly a costume but like it's like what the fuck where'd you get that shirt amazon Oh, you literally bought, was it like an identical shirt? No, I just ordered a pink tie-dye shirt. I literally had to order cowboy boots. You did? Yeah, they were only $40. Oh, okay. You ever going to sure wear I'll them again? I'm sure I'll have another costume. I wouldn't wear them in real life. No. That's such Could you trash, wear them to but... the disco party? No, I don't think cowboy boots are very disco well like space cowboy you know like casey musgraves s yeah i did order um those pants i ended up getting silver i knew you weren't gonna do blue or red (laughs) i actually i didn't like red i was strongly considering blue but then i did silver because it said there was only one left so i was like and you were like this is mine (laughs) (laughs) 
like, you oh, literally fall. I, you are in marketing, one. and you fall for every marketing scam. I need somebody. <laughs> I need somebody to tell me this is the best. I need like full confirmation. Like this is why it takes me so long to buy things, and I don't buy things because I will read so many reviews. I know. I know. People. I will go on Reddit. I will go. I. It's. It's pretty. It's one of my toxic traits. Anyway. I. When we were on vacation, like Big has this app that he like scans all the wine in and it like yeah. tells him if it's like acidic or whatever. Does and you know I, what all that means? No. And I was just like, oh, by the end, I was like, okay, this is, we're just picking this. It's fine. It's like Spanish wine. We're in Spain. It's going to be I fine. I want to know like, is the percent. It, well, the, the one that we ended up getting was 14% and it Holy was shit. it was a lot. But I don't know. I guess I just like wine is not something that I care like very much about the quality and he doesn't either. And so that I'm like, you yeah. don't care. It's just like you want it to taste like I don't know what, not wine. Like I just need to know like it's not going to taste too – I will look if if a wine says it's like peppery or something. Like I don't want that. Well, where where is it going to say that? You're going to look it up and then it's no notes or whatever. (laughs) Like we're in like the south of France. The wine is going to be good. You know, it's going to be pretty decent. And like here we like all the wines from Napa. Like it's fine. We're not at like the uh, Meadville wine and liquors. You know, like it's going to be okay. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) So then, how did you end up getting a bottle of vodka stuck up your vajayjay like that? What was okay, that? First of all, like never again returning to that side no, of town. No. I can't even. And the whole thing, we don't have to discuss this on the pod, but it was just like the re the girl that was like the reason we went there. Like we basically got there, and then she didn't even pay attention to us. Like oh. it was just, she like just met up with her friend. Like it was just stupid. was she like a girlfriend of someone? Yeah. So is he and older and she's 20. younger? Oh, she's literally, I found I was like, "How old are you?" She was like, "I'm 24." How old oh. are you? I'm 20. What is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like people that go out on the south side are literally 10 years younger than you. Like the first, so the first place we went to was Foxtail, aka yeah, Diesel. I didn't know about the whole vagina situation. So that was at I Diesel. Maggie about it. She was like, "Oh yeah, I knew about that the second it happened." I was like, "The second the it happened." Yeah, because he had sent me that article and he was like, yeah, we're never going back to South. And I was like, did that happen on Saturday? And he's like, no, no, no. it was like in July. But um, so that was for and we like went up to like Sky Bar, which was like it was like outside on the roof. What? And we yeah. were there during the day. So I didn't think it was like that ratchet yet. Like it was good. It was during oh, the day. good first stop. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the second place we went to, we went because um it wasn't very crowded okay okay the reason that it wasn't very crowded is that Uh-oh. there was a shooting there last week oh sweet which we didn't realize until in the in after, the bar after we left yeah well you know what they say i lightning doesn't strike twice you know in the same spot so i guess but still that person like, probably didn't go back to that train wreck up? movie theater again you know i guess i don't know um and then we like what we were I don't know. We were there only until like eight o'clock, but it was not not the best. 
So what did you get included in the crawl? Was it like mixed drinks or something or like what was it? I don't even I don't even know. <laughs> I didn't even order any drink. I was just like drinking whatever was handed to me. But Oh yeah, here. Uh I don't know. I got a wristband. That's good. And I think there was a raffle. Oh, a raffle. Nice. A raffle. And I don't think I even entered it. So um yeah. I think uh, we're at the point now where it's okay to say no to people. You know what I mean? Like, do you want to do this Halloween bar crawl? Nope. No, thank. Like, no, thank you. I'm really good on that. Thanks. No means no. Was uh, there any good costumes that you saw that you like observed? Someone was um, Willy Wonka and an Oompa Loompa, and it was oh, really that's that good. was probably that was probably the best one that I saw. Like orange Oompa Loompa. Yeah, orange. It was like it was very well. I think that was the best one. I saw, saw this kid dressed as like a big blueberry yesterday, and I was like, "Do you think that's like what's it?" Violet. Yeah, violet. Violet Beauregard. Yeah, Probably. right. I don't know. Maybe could have been. I don't know if kids nowadays like know what Willy Wonka is. Isn't Timothy Chalamet doing a new one? He's gonna be the. I think so. Guy. Yeah, it's just called Wonka. Here's Wonka. the thing. I don't know. I sat on. Maggie's front porch last night. I didn't know what a single <laughs> of them, yeah. those kids are. It's like, oh, you're like, who the fuck are you? There was a kid that was a traffic cone that was kind of oh, funny. That's good. Nobody was like mom, a Pokemon. There was a Pikachu, and of course, okay. I said nothing. I was just like, oh, <laughs> there's a Pikachu. Were you like hungover or something, or was it just you just well, couldn't I speak? Guess, what was I? What was I going to say? Oh, you're so cute. Yeah. Oh, you're. You look. I like your costume. I don't I'm not they're just humans I, I, I'm like, not good at talking to kids I don't know <laughs> they make me nervous I don't know what's gonna happen but <laughs> what do you think they're gonna attack you I don't know <laughs> I'm just now You've learning to too many horror dogs. films <laughs> so um must love dogs but then the traffic cone's mom was wearing a shirt that said I'm with the traffic cone yeah couldn't she have been like a pen dot worker or something? I don't know. She was like, "Oh, I'm with the you, traffic. I lose home. track of my kid." Like that's so ratchet. <laughs> Were anyway, a lot of kids so, just like superheroes? I feel like kids are just like superheroes. Yeah, just like rant. Like there was, I think there was like a Ghostbuster. I like that. Uh, you think it was the female version, Kristen Wiig? No. Um, what do you think what was one of your favorite like celebrity halloween costumes i feel like people did pretty well this year i don't know but i think it's so funny that kim went to um tracy ellis ross's birthday that's so funny and like she that was a good costume she looked really good in that yeah that was good that that's probably my favorite just because that happened even though uh kylie was okay yeah, the hers bride was good. Of they, all, they like always. They always go all out. Um, Here's a question for you, Ie. That's my hint foreshadowing about my favorite Taylor Swift song in this album. Just FYI, but um, can oh. I ask you a question? Um, what do you think about the Heidi Klum worm? I think it's disgusting. What in the world? I keep seeing it on Instagram. I'm like everywhere, rolling past. It's and now there's like memes of it. Like it's It's that. It is gross. It looks (laughs) like a poop. 
or something. At first I was like, how is she breathing in there? Like, Yeah. Uh, and then she's I crawling don't... around on the floor. I don't like it. <laughs> I do not it really, like it. It at makes all. me really uncomfortable. And it's Heidi Klum. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You yeah. don't understand it. Like Lena Dunham or sure. somebody like that. Sure, you're <laughs> on the ground. But, but not And it was Heidi her party. Klum. Yeah, it's I'm not like, oh, I'm so excited to be invited to Heidi Klum's party. I could take a picture with her. She's a worm. <laughs> she- like, because she didn't want her picture. Can we get taken. a selfie? Like, no. Yeah, I was not a fan of that. Um, um I I really liked. Uh, oh my gosh, what's her face? Why I talk about her all the time in this podcast? Victoria Justice, um, True Jackson VP. What is her name? Oh my god, Kiki Palmer. Thank you, Kiki Palmer. She dressed as Rapunzel. She looks so good. And then she lost her cat. Did you see this? She what? She like, lost her cat. So her Twitter feed is literally like all these pictures of her as Rapunzel and then like this very serious like, you guys, I lost my cat. And then like all these pictures of the cat. And then then I was like, oh my gosh, did you see Kiki Palmer's outfit? But she lost her cat. And then the next day she found her cat. So she found her. Her her costume was all overshadowed by the the cat. By the the cat cat burglary. Yeah. I'm glad she not maybe she can now delete all the cat posts because it's right. been resolved. Like I don't think we need that anymore. <laughs> Have I ever told you this is such a weird story? But my mom, when she made that new sign for our neighborhood, somebody like came and put a huge like lost cat sign on it, and she oh, was so no. pissed. Like brand new sign, somebody put this huge lost cat sign on it, and she was like. <laughs> She literally got out of her car to tear it down. And I was like, mom, like lost cat. Like just let it go. Right, she just <laughs> then, lost. It wasn't she, like yard sale or something. Right. It was... Like some, it might actually help somebody's life that this sign is up there. And then when we were driving back out, they had put over top of it like cat found. And then oh, my right. mom was like, oh, no, no, no. Okay. Got out of her car, ripped down the sign off the, off the neighborhood sign. Like, we don't need to tell people now that we found the cat. We're good. Thank right. you. <laughs> like, reward $50. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That doesn't surprise me at all. You know, I actually was not that mad to miss Halloween this year. I don't know. It's I- just like... I was gonna ask you. So your your Halloween involved a an airplane bar. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so much fun. How was that? Well, and you know, we were so I was so messed up because our time zones and everything, and then getting back home in the middle of I the feel day like, it like took was you crazy. Forever to get that. I just feel like I didn't hear. Did you have like a really long flight? It was like ten hours from London. Oh. Um, but yeah, I mean, ten hours during the day. That's like kind of a long time. Anyway. Yeah. And then we were leaving and the flight attendants were like, happy Halloween. I was like, what in the world? Happy Halloween. Like, I don't know. It just didn't feel like it. And nobody in Europe really like cares about it. Like there were a few people in like witches hats and stuff, but like, it was just a normal like night out for people there, which was kind of nice. I don't know. It's like, you have to do the whole, like, what are you like? What'd you say? Everything here is like a big deal. Well, here's my thing with Halloween now. It's like, Now people are getting green screens and like they're going all out for these like photo shoots, basically. Like that's Mm -hmm. Halloween to like celebrities and people our age now, like staging a photo. And it's just a post. Yeah, it's just a post a picture. And and I'm like crazy costume. Right. I'm like uh, guilty of it, too, because I just did that little thing as Miss Ungermeyer. Like that wasn't even a costume. That's all. But that's all people do. Right. It's like they probably didn't even they didn't go anywhere. 
they might not have even gone anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's just interesting. Like and the celebrities that get like these huge photo shoots, like Kylie, like on her like thing and like she's all like dolled up. I don't know. It just seems a little too like serious now or something. Well, she I don't probably, know. Probably like she probably partnered with a designer mm-hmm. that like made it for her. Like that's right. another it's all about it's something. not all just like, oh, I'm wearing a costume, like it's a business deal for sure. I think if you have like a kid, like it's cute. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure about my thoughts on it, but it's like, I, you know what? Actually, to our listeners, Bean and Sergio, I love, did you see what they dressed as? I don't, was it Saturday? I saw a lot of things Saturday, but <laughs> I fuzzy. They literally dressed it? as the women from Six and they had like the costumes and they had like microphones oh, and stuff. And then Six, like, to... commented. Six, the musical. Is it on a feed post? Um, I might be able to find it on Sergio. I don't think Bean posted anything. Bean but Bean post. looked like a – he had, like, a wig on. Like, he looked good. And th- I feel like that's fun, but still not – that's very niche, too. Like, we would get that. And, like, gay people right. would get it, I guess. But, oh, like, I love that. Yeah, it was really good. And I then the next day, Sergio was – um a nun so they were doing a lot of oh, like sister act stuff like that's fine yeah. that's like low i was gonna ask if it was like in. a scary nun or like a Mm-mm. it was like run fun, of the mill kiki palmer the yeah a fun nun yeah fun nun <laughs> I, used I was to have a nun this... once growing up and it was so much fun in i don't know i think it was high school my friend like by oh statement of community bought me this calendar that was called nuns having fun oh i've seen that yeah and it's like them doing like funny funny. things just like random shit and it was like that tiktok of them at the club all the nuns like jumping up and down you know yeah i sent you a tiktok today ranking all the catholic songs i I loved it apparently she's gonna make a part two because people were commenting like well yeah there's one well there's a lot more yeah to be so also i sent you that movie good luck to you jose something or other with emma thompson it was was really good i think there's something number one it's on hulu i think there's something about watching movies on planes for me after a few glasses of wine that like is just so emotional. Like I get so attached to these movies that I've seen on planes, but this one Mm -hmm. was really good. And it's basically Emma Thompson's a retired religious education teacher at an, at a Catholic school and her husband has died and she's never had an orgasm. Mm -hmm. So she like hires this, this, um, you know, sex worker and they like get they end up getting close it's basically just the two of them in this movie and it was so good and like just so Mm -hmm. emotional but at the end the only other person in the movie is this girl that she used to teach and the girl goes oh yeah miss robertson or whatever her name is she put all of us girls in a assembly together to say that we were big sluts because our skirts were too high and i was like that probably literally happened at ie school like they probably all told them they were sluts for their skirts I don't even I don't remember I'm sure it did happen but it was just interesting because she was basically saying like I've taught my whole life that sex is like impure and now I like want to experience it like she's such a hypocrite right, and she was deprived was... for so much of her life right exactly it was an interesting movie also on the way to vacation i think one of the best movies i watched was with tracy ellis ross and dakota johnson and i don't know why i've never heard of this movie before it's called high note and it's basically um 
pitch perfect but like a modern version not it's not pitch perfect it's like the part of pitch perfect where anna kendrick makes the christmas song for snoop dogg like dakota johnson's this Mm. like up-and-coming producer and she wants to like produce this album for tracy ellis ross who's like this big star it was so good amazing okay Um, and then of course yesterday i did watch practical magic that was my halloween outing amazing have you watched it yet Mm. it needs to be on the list i at the at the end oh my god it's so good and just the fact that it's sandra bullock and nicole kidman it's so good yeah like the best actresses of our time um okay it's time we get in 20 minutes should we get into it yep we should so let's just talk (laughs) let's talk a little bit about do we want to just talk about like the overall impact of the album yeah. so far and then we Correct. can get into and the, the tour songs. and everything. Yeah. Um I also pulled up an article well because I feel like the overarching like theme of this album is like it's her first autobiographical album. That's what she's calling it. So it's like all of the songs are about her. I don't think it's her first autobiographical album. It is her. I think it's her first, first one com- in five no, years. No, she said it's her first completely autobiographical album. When did she say that? I saw it somewhere. I think you don't that's think what she like said. Taylor Swift and like Fearless are completely autobiographical. I literally have never listened to Taylor Swift, but <laughs> <laughs> it's what too, she it's too on the inter- for me. Jimmy Fallon. What she said was. This is my first autobiographical album in five years. Like, she oh, maybe had, that's what it. Maybe that's what it was. Of course, yeah, I because she's she said she's been doing like re-records and folklore and evermore. Okay. Right. So now she's back to it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I already fucked it up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Kev, did you know this was her first? Like this okay, woman this loves herself. I. She like. This is not her first autobiographical album. Anyway, I also I also pulled up an article about every song on Taylor. It's just like what people are speculating that each song is about. So maybe oh, we actually, could that's touch, good. Yeah, let's touch on that. Like as know. we go as we go song by song, and that's I reviewed. I actually looked at it earlier today, and I agree with a lot of it. I think. Anyway, so um, Taylor Swift's Smash Midnight sells more than one million in a week. First of all, I don't understand. Like, what does it mean by like one million in a week? Is that the metrics CDs? to me is make it, no sense? Is it like a somebody downloaded the whole album? I don't understand. I they just don't understand them, how it. I don't understand how it works now that streaming is a thing. They call them units sold. Like that one point. I think it got up to one point five million units sold. So that's okay. any time the album was sold. CD, vinyl, tape recorder in her box, on Apple Music, I think they all contribute to that number. Units sold. But you're right, mm-hmm. it's confusing. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't understand what that means. Um, but it is important to know that it's her highest album ever sold. Yeah, like that one, I don't know if you said it, I already saw it somewhere, but it was just like a bar chart and it was crazy. Because even like- How much higher it was. The re-recordings didn't, like Fearless Taylor's version did horrible. In, in terms of I'm sure of she didn't expect sold. that much profit from, you know, like- Yeah. But it's it's very low. Um, And I think 19, what was it, 1989 was second, I think. 
And what you have to remember is what we've been talking about is like she's been telling people to buy four vinyl albums. Like she is, uh, you. Th- th- my overarching comment is you can't argue with success because, as try as I might, in all of her marketing and weird things and the and the World Series and the whatever, it worked. It's a successful right. album. Do you think that? And obviously, we'll get into the songs and like how we think the album compares to other albums. But like, yeah, do you do you think that for this one, like it did so well because like this is the first album in so long that she's actually like advertised and it's new music. You mm. know what I like? The last time that happened was Lover. What do you mean? Like Lover was the last album, like. Folklore and Evermore, she just dropped it. Like there was Mm-mm. no lead she, up. She did. To I thought she did ones. lead up for Evermore. She there was no lead up to Folklore, Mm-mm. but there was. Evermore. Oh really? Evermore was just dropped the next day. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I don't even remember the lead. Oh, I do remember the lead up to Lover, and there was a lot of fucking lead up to Lover. Yeah, that it was all started all the with the stupid butterfly. Wings. Yeah. Wings. Um, and then uh, she did promote. She promoted Fearless Taylor's version, but it and wasn't Red. very long. And Red was fucking a whole year long. So I don't know. I just, I didn't know if it was like, oh, this one was just like so hyped up because there was also like so much mystery behind. I just, I don't know. I'm just wondering what the reason behind it is. Or she just continues to build up her fan base more and more. I think it might have been. The TikTok element's a big thing too. Hmm. I think it might have been the pre-sale of records cds all she was selling tangible like units yeah and like that's the different colors and stuff which which she really hasn't done for other albums it doesn't feel like i guess she was kind of pushing the vinyls for red taylor's version too huh not as much not as much for sure this one was like oh you can get four and make the clock like all of this right i can't tell you what exactly it was but i whatever she did it worked i don't know if it was a combination of everything it's it's getting incredible reviews like across the board so just the fact that she has the top 10 slots on the billboard hot 100 it's like it's a it's pretty it's a big deal yeah and it's not like she didn't have competition right there's like a new rihanna song new carly ray jepson new megan trainer there's new music coming out as well so uh, yeah in terms of like the entre- big competition but well i don't know she was on good morning america and whatever like in terms of the entrepreneurial aspect of this album she has done a good job with it mm-hmm. oh kev you're on your upswing of taylor aren't you i oh. can tell can you pause for one second i think my airpods died yep Uh, yes, the entrepreneurial aspect. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody's talking about. Entrepreneurialship. I mean, this is why you think that she should have, like, she should definitely have a business school. The Taylor Swift School of Scam Artists or something. Taylor Swift School of <laughs> Private Jets, something. That's Who what knows? her, like, grad grad school program should be. That That's what her honorary degree from NYU is in. Yeah. Private Jet um, Fuel. Okay, let's see if this New York Times article. Maybe this. Maybe we just had this whole discussion, and the article explains it. Who knows? Oh, is it going to explain the units? I don't know. Um, 
So it says, yet even for a superstar like Swift, the scale of her latest success has stunned the music industry. Right. In its first week out, Midnight's had the equivalent of equivalent of 1,578,000 sales in the U.S., according to the tra- tracking service Luminate, the biggest weekly take for any album in seven years since Adele's 25 arrived with a boom of nearly 3.5 million. Wow. <gasps> 3.5? My God, and that's so much full- higher. And with the f- the full album had been absent from streaming. Jeez, people love Adele, though. Oh, it didn't um, got, get released on streaming at all. I guess not. Interesting. It was, what year did it just say? Oh, it just, uh, seven oh, it years ago. It was seven ago? years ago, yeah. minus whatever. Um, <laughs> on the Hot 100 <laughs> chart for songs, Swift benefits from her strong streaming numbers, currently occupying every top spot in the top 10. Um, it says streaming has so rewritten the math of the music business that in recent years it has become practically an article of faith that no record would ever again cross a time-honored threshold of blockbuster sales moving more than a million copies in a single right. week as artists right. like in sync the backstreet boys and eminem did multiple times in the old days mm. the last re- the last record to hit this mark was swift's reputation in 2017 since then both swift's Lover and Adele's 30 failed to even reach the magic seven digits. Well, Lover didn't do very well. No, it didn't. I thought it was a good album, but I loved I love that album. That's because people are like mad she's happy. (laughs) Right. They they want her to be fucking depressed. (laughs) It's like reputation was a big deal because she went silent for such a long time. Yeah. So that's why that one was. And I mean, I love that album. So um Midnight's has easily crossed that line and not only in equivalent sales, um, but I don't understand what this means of the, (laughs) oh, here we go. Of the 1.5 million equivalents for Midnight's 1.14 million copy were copies sold as a complete package. In other words, purchases of the album as a whole, it is Swift's fifth album to sell at least a million copies in a single week and no album by any artist has had better weekly sales since reputation opened with 1.2 million um i think it might be time though now to get away from this as a metric of success though that's the issue mm-hmm. like why does it matter how many albums are sold yeah that mattered with NSYNC and the backstreet boys because that was literally the only way you were listening that's all to you it. could do right right but um, like does that really I I think it's crazy that she sold a 1.5 million albums because don't these people have Spotify subscriptions? Like, well, what no, you... it's like it's saying here that formats like CD, vinyl, and cassette only make up 10 percent of all recorded music revenue. So 10 percent. Hmm. Streaming is 84 percent. So it must have something to do with like downloads or something like apple music or something no yeah wait what is that saying it's only 10 percent of music revenue yeah but i think it made up a a big proportion of her 1.5 million here oh here we go here they're giving us numbers um so midnight sold 575,000 copies on vinyl along with 395,000 on cd and even 10,000 on cassette there were also 161,000 copies of the album sold as a digital download. So it's the it's the God, vinyl. People fucking love those like that yep. worked. Yep. The fucking colors the and clock. the clocks. Mhm. Uh, you know what? Fans are crazy. Like we are ta- we always say this like we are Taylor Swift fans but we are sure. not Taylor Swift fans. No, we're not Swifties. I don't think we are. 
if she didn't contribute enough to climate change via her private jet, she did with 10,000 cassette tapes. That is the most yeah. ridiculous that thing. That better all be made out of fucking recycled materials. Oh, That's all you I'm know, saying. it's, you know, the Sheehan factory literally put those together. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are those people doing with those cassette if you, tapes? If you play the cassette backwards, it says, help. Floop is a madman, <laughs> help us. <laughs> Floop is a madman, help me, save me. <laughs> what was that lady's name? The agent Ms. from the Oasis? <laughs> Grodenko. Never play it backwards. Super's a madman, help us, save us. <laughs> Taylor Swift is a madman, help us, save us. Literally. Wow, that's funny. Oh my god. That's so true. It's just so that's what it was, the vinyl. Yeah. Five hundred thousand. Five hundred seventy five that that's a lot. Because people bought four each. Do you think all of those people even have a record player? No. Nope. Like I was about to buy one to just boost myself ahead in the set, the ticket, ticket sale. Well, did you see a lot but, of people are getting those cases that she's selling, vinyl cases, and they put all their records that, into like, blue the box. They're not yeah. listening to it. They're on fucking Spotify with fifty dollars in the trash, basically. I right. mean, and that's I'm happy for her, but th- it's a scam. It's literally a scam. She pushed those those albums and you know what i bet she leaked that uk thing about buying that to get concert tickets too because that would have worked people, as well and we were about to buy them i'm like oh i was about I to buy a bracelet green or blood moon like <laughs> right, right. you don't need those <laughs> no i it would have gone in my closet over here that were all the my other only shows. the only way an album will hit that now is if it's not on streaming and no right. album will ever not be on streaming that's why she's you know and this is why adele taylor swift beyonce they are they grew up in the 20 2000s so they grew up with like album record unit numbers marking if they could make another album or not she's obsessed mm-hmm. with it like she literally she probably printed out that 1.5 million and put it on her fucking wall you know she put it on the right. fridge like i would i think it's more important that the billboard top 100 has top the 10 of the songs and things like that, like the streaming aspect of it, I think is a better indicator of what the album is altogether. But uh, once again, we're giving her a fucking private jet. She could probably have 10 private jets. She has a whole oh, fucking yeah. army fleet of private jets. Did you send me that? T- I don't know if it was a TikTok or something, but it was like, does Taylor Swift know that she's rich? Because all she talks about in her songs is cheap alcohol. Literally. <laughs> And cheap everything, like growing up, like bills on the kitchen table. Like she's always talking about like being middle class. It's like you're a billionaire. Yeah, when you were born, like when you were a child, like in Pennsylvania. <laughs> she was ne- She's never been poor. I'll tell you that for free. No, she has fa- always I mean, been privileged. What is her dad, he, her dad's like a stockbroker or something. She's been fine. <laughs> and and you know what? If she was charging a lot for these tickets, I would be pissed. But she, I think she's actually being I'm kind pretty, of reasonable. I'm pretty happy with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else in this article? No, I already closed out of it. Oh, <laughs> <We're> done. <laughs> it's done. It's out of sight. It's out of so mind. So I want to know, I like, oh. what did you think? Like first midnight Friday, October twenty first. Like what you're playing the songs? Like what did what went through your head? I think my 
my overall like first impression is like I was really glad that it had a pop Aspect. feel to it. Yeah. It's definitely not back to the level of like a 1989. I think throughout the there are songs that have a little bit of that feel, but mm-hmm. um but I was definitely glad that it was more of like a pop, not like an acoustic um Although I like Folklore and Evermore, I didn't want another one of those. Right. So I was excited about that. I mean, I was literally like, I sort of did my usual like skip, skip. through. I just I just wanted to get like a snippet of every song. And I had already heard, like there were those leaked ones on TikTok. So like I had already heard. Anti-hero. Also those fans that are like, I don't want to hear it. It's taking away from her. It's like, fuck her. I'm listening to it. I listened to them <laughs> right. five times over. Like I listened to them like I was listening to a CD. Like you were about cares. to download it on LimeWire. Like I was, literally, I was like, like MP3. I was like searching through like, oh, go to this link to find the whole album. I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like I'm like, give this person ten bucks. I don't. It's care. literally someone in the Target storeroom like recording it on their phone. It is. It was literally. <laughs> Leaked from like Walmart employees that <laughs> open the box. I would do it if I like. What are they? Gonna... Oh yeah. Anyway. Good thing she doesn't sell it at Sears. I I know I could have <laughs> broken in. Um. Anyway, so yeah, like my first impressions were like obviously didn't get that much out of it until I listened to it the next day. But I was like overall like happy with the tone. tone yeah. Of, I feel like everybody's calling it like synth pop. Oh okay yeah. Which I feel like that's pretty i think that's a good descriptor that one um rating from pitchfork that i posted on my in and the uh, podcast instagram story which then i was brought so up a few arms. feuds <laughs> yeah like i i thought that that was like my rating seven out of ten and i was like no that was literally just an official rating and then i thought i would just put it next to like her other ratings to see like what right. they compared to Anyway, they have her on there as R and B and pop, which I was like R and B, like not. I don't agree with not that. particularly. It's it, and that is she's special in a lot of ways, but she does create her own kind of sounds. Like it's mm-hmm. it it doesn't really fit into pop specifically or R and B. Really, it is kind of like very mm-hmm. unique, as Beyonce would say. So it's like yeah. It is interesting yeah, it in is that so, aspect. I would definitely, I would put it like, I know some things, it's not rock, but I would say it's, it's pop. more in that, in a pop rock Pop rock, direction. yeah, pop rocks. Yeah. So then what um, do you think about the 3 a.m., that whole drop situation? I think she should have just made the album that many songs. Right. I don't understand. <laughs> right. I, it's why confusing. that was like crazy chaotic announcement. It's like just have that many bonus tracks or I mean, of course, she wanted to get the core album to 13 songs because she's has a, a psycho issues. Um, but I think that she put I think that well, she, she had could have made it like a double album, which is what like that would have been cool. Yeah. Side know. A and side B or whatever. Right. She you know what happened? She had 20 songs and she was like, I love these 20 songs, but these are not this isn't going to win me a Grammy. Let me cut it down to 13, but I'll still release the other seven. Yeah, because I actually. Go ahead. I was Sorry. just gonna say, what happened to the side A, side B? Like in the initial drop of like the album cover, didn't there it was have a, side A, side B, and now they're not there. It anymore. did. It. I thought it did have something when she first that first night of the VMAs. 
it had something right. like I think that. it was like the first I like want to look back on her post. I feel like she Well, you know she covered her tracks if she would have done Oh, that she by probably now, somehow changed it. I'm no, wondering if maybe she her. did think originally it was going to be 13 and then 7 on the back cuz she did say 13 sleepless nights it was all about 13 sleepless nights, but it was like Oh, I guess Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say on her post on October 7th when she did release the full track list, it did still have side A and side B. So I'm wrong. How is it? Is it side A? Side A ends with Midnight Rain. Oh. And side B starts with Question. I can see that kind of the two di- two separate vibes of it, but she hasn't really talked about that since then. Really. I would just like to know, like, what is the reason what for the, the three a.m. ones? No, no, just like why the separate, like, what does side A represent? What does side B represent? I haven't really seen anything about that, but I could probably sit down with Taylor Swift for a full twenty four hours. She wasn't allowed to sleep, and I ask her questions. And I still would not understand half of what she does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I've come to the point where I don't understand why she does what she does, but she does it. And you know what I would like to say overall? It, I like that she is happy. Like, I, she is so proud of herself for this album and has had so much fun with her bingo balls and her TikToks and her weird drops and her music videos. She mm-hmm. genuinely really enjoys doing this Mm -hmm. and that makes me happy like i enjoy i'm like when i watch that bejeweled music video like she loves this like she Mm -hmm. truly loves singing and writing songs and And recording she loves it and that is just something that like not many people have the unbridled joy in life like we don't like you and i do right i I mean I mean, like, I'm not unbridled. I'm bridled. Like, <laughs> like, this is not wild as dreams. Us like opening our laptops every day. Like, she, she truly does just enjoy being a singer songwriter. That's yeah. she just loves it. And so that I'm just like, okay, it's nice that she's happy. Like in her life, I'm I'm happy for her. She's definitely very happy. And I think, I mean, I she's probably gonna win a Grammy. Oh, for this album. yeah, 2024. She's getting album of the year. Yep. Mm. She already knows it. She has it all wrapped up. Yeah. And you I know mean, what? We, she we might know deserve all it. These awards, all these awards are, you know, bullshit, but I think she will win it. I'll tell you one event that I will be boycotting next year, and that's the 2023 MTV Video Music Awards yeah. because that they should just change the name at this point to the Taylor Swift Awards because – She's the real, I mean, I was actually surprised that Adele put out I Drink Wine music video. It was like, where'd this come from? It was so delayed, yeah. Well, and it's good, Did but it's watch? like- Oh, I didn't yeah, watch it. It's it's interesting, but like Taylor Swift's music videos are better. Like she just makes good music videos. Now, the anti-hero one, I'm not a huge fan of, but the Bejeweled one Wait. is good. Kev, for some reason it's saying you're offline. Oh, I can still see myself. And I have sound waves. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> We're just like, Taylor doesn't want us talking shit on her. She like sent her little bots to to take us out. You know what was interesting today is um, our great listener, Andrew Bean, second shout out today. He was asking if we had canceled the podcast, which we did not. We were just taking, I'm, I'm actually so glad 
that we didn't record a week ago because I feel differently about it now than I did a week ago. So I'm glad that we're in better spaces now. Um, But he was like, I'm not listening to this album. Like I think Taylor Swift is awful, all these things. And I know that I think that a little bit too, but I got so defensive like I was literally like, what is what about her is awful? Like you can't argue with her success. Like what do you, you know, like what what valid thing? I I actually think in the realm of cancellation of celebrities, like Taylor Swift is not that bad. Like she really just keeps for it to herself, writes her little songs. She doesn't really ruffle many feathers. She had one big drama with Kanye West, and now we're seeing that he's an ass. So it's like right whatever and she likes it and she uses she has a private jet that's really like her only like awful thing about her you know like right there are a lot worse celebrities that we like prop up and and again i'll just say like she likes doing this and she's putting out decent music and you know that's when i my my response he was like well you guys just talk shit on her on the podcast and it's like yeah but she's an easy target like she does so Mm -hmm. much dumb shit that she's just easy to talk about but i did say we're budgeting a thousand dollars for our concert tickets like we like we can talk shit on her and then go to her concert at the same time yeah that's because we like her music we don't Mm -hmm. like her i love i yeah so let's go through every song yeah let's go Oh, shit. We're already 45 minutes in. I know. We got to go. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just like, this is the most important part, and it's going to get lost. <laughs> lost in the shuffle. No, everybody's going to listen to this one all the way through. They they need to know. Okay, so track one is Lavender Haze. Okay. That's, that's one of my favorites. So I like Lavender Haze because Lavender Haze and Karma are the ones produced with Zoe Kravitz and the guy who worked on Renaissance with Oh, I Beyonce. didn't realize. Those are two of my faves, so they're killing it. Lavender Haze and uh, Karma are the only Karma. ones that aren't just her and Jack Antonoff. Yeah. So I think that it's a good song. I think that proves that um, Taylor and Jack Antonoff need to branch out and include other people. I think they're they, two of the best songs on the album. I think <laughs> they definitely will realize that they cannot just write an album, just the two of them, you yeah. know? And that's the thing that I was thinking, like, you know, Beyonce's Renaissance is just such a huge album this year and it flows so much better than this album is. And it feels so much cohesive. But the thing with Beyonce is that she doesn't try and do everything like Taylor does. Like, Taylor wants to produce, write, direct, sing, pick everything. Yeah. Like Beyonce is also, a singer and a performer yeah. and she lets other people shine as well. That's the where I Taylor I don't think could. this album's necessarily meant I mean, these are all like very separate event like I don't They're know if ver- it's, meant it's to be very perfectly cohe- I don't think it's meant to be like perfectly cohesive. Like sometimes uh in between songs I'm like wow, that was a really like rough transition. It's hard Mm -hmm. for me to listen to this album start to finish. What Mm -hmm. I do is I do, um, I have six songs, I think. Lavender Haze, then Antihero. Wait till we get to the songs. Well, okay. I was just going to tell you how I listen to it. Okay, that's fine. Lavender Haze is fine. I want to hear them while. Okay, so do you want to hear what people are thinking Lavender Haze is about? I do. So um, apparently, like, people's first idea was that they thought because the color lavender um, apparently refers – there are historically queer connotations of the song. 
Hmm. So people were thinking that it had something to do with her being bisexual or something. Um, hmm. But the first the first song on Midnight's appears to be about Joe Alwyn, Swift's boyfriend of six years. Um, and she she specified that she had she came across the phrase lavender haze while watching Mad Men. And that it Mm. described the feeling of being in love. So that makes sense that it would be about. That's a pretty easy one. She just wants to stay in the lavender haze is what I was thinking. Like that's the part of the relationship that it's kind of just like all fun. And she just wants to stay there in that lavender haze. Like rose colored glasses kind of. Yeah. Um, Okay. Track to Maroon. Snore. Yeah. Skip. Not my favorite. Um, it's it's one of those songs that like I would completely skip before, and I don't like it's growing on me a little bit, but it's definitely not gonna be a favorite. If it comes on organically, I'll listen to it, but I it, I'm not gonna seek it out. No. Um, and then people f- people are saying everything. Um, here points to the song being about a short-lived relationship, possi- possibly the one that she shared with Tom Hiddleston in oh. 2016. Um, <laughs> it's definitely, it's referencing a failed romance. Um, I don't know. I feel like this one's, and it's like the pair met at the Met Gala because she says the one I was dancing with in New York, no shoes. Oh, but didn't um, she but the- go to, didn't she meet Joe at the Met Gala too? Yeah, I there's just like that video of them dancing at the I don't know. Here's um, again between us and other Swifties, and I, I want to know if you feel the same as this. I don't think about what this meant to Taylor Swift. I don't really care about like John Mayer and the scarf and Joe Alwyn. Like I the reason that Taylor Swift resonates with me is because I feel like I relate to the songs that she's singing. Like I if I don't relate to it myself, then I don't really get into it as much. And this is why, like, some of these songs, I feel like she was writing it as, like, Carrie Bradshaw. Like, it's, like, such a memoir of, like, love and what she, what you feel. And sometimes she articulates things better than I can. Like, that's such yeah. a crazy thing to say. Well, that's but, like, the thing. Like, she definitely doesn't write these for us to pick apart what they're about. Like she knows right. that a lot of the things she's singing about are relatable to other people. And like exactly. you just said, like she, she's a songwriter and she like knows how to express it in a different way than we might. So I actually think, you know, everybody talks so much about her dating life. I think she's had a rather dull dating life. Like she's had all these like white celebrity guys that she's like right. dated for like two seconds it's just like, because they happen to be like high profile people that people like to talk about it never she's never had like a rihanna domestic abuse or like beyonce elevator moment with anybody really like she literally lost like uh lost a scarf like that's the biggest thing relationship wise that's happened to her so At the fact that of, yeah. that and this is this is why it's such a Carrie Bradshaw to me because like she could write a hundred songs about one date she went on with Joe Jonas in 2014. Like mm-hmm. she could blow up this one moment for like this huge literary thing that she writes. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Track three, anti-hero, anti-hero. Go ahead. You go first. 
I really, I really like it. It's good. It's not my number one favorite, but it's really good. I think it was the perfect first single and video. Um, I, I, it's a really good song. See, I, I disagree. I think that Karma should have been the single on this album. And I think the first yeah. listen through, I was like, oh my God, I love Auntie here. It's so good because I wasn't happy with Lavender Haze or Maroon. I was like, where is this album going? And then I was like, okay, this mm-hmm. is good. This is something you can sing to. But when you really listen to it, it's like, this is so self-deprecating and like so kind of like immature. Like, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. It's just like, ugh. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm, I like it. But I'm not – I'm waiting for – Or so like how it like sounds. What's that song we're going to be screaming in the club? You know, like what is the song that we're going to be – and it's not going to be like, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. Yeah. It's me. I don't know. It's just like it, – it, it, yeah, it's self-deprecating. True. Yeah, I don't think she's trying to go for screaming in the club songs. Well, and again, this is why like – I was actually having a sleepless night because of some jet lag and I listened to the whole album and it made so much more sense. Like mm-hmm. this real, she commits so much to the eras as we see now with the tour. Like mm-hmm. this really is a midnight's like after hushed album. It's not like a scream. It's not a shake it off album, but it's also not a folklore. No, it's hushed. It could be upbeat sometimes, but other times it's not. Yeah, I think it's a good balance of both. I agree. Like, I think it's, I don't, I don't know. She's not going to make a 1989 again. You know what, though? Is, is, doesn't it get exhausting rooting for the antihero? Like, it does. You know, like, rooting for her does get exhausting. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucking exhausting and (laughs) expensive. (laughs) Like, it really is hard to, like, root for you. Yeah, it is. Like, you are the worst sometimes. Okay, track four, Snow on the Beach. Oh, wait, sorry. Can you say what they think that song's about? Oh, sorry. I mean, it's basically, it's just about, like, her insecurities. See, I saw something that when she says we're all at the tea party, or what is it, at tea time? Everybody says that at tea time. Mm -hmm. And you know that scene in the You Need to Calm Down video where she's with the Queer Eye guys and they're all, like, cheersing? And Mm -hmm. she's talking a lot in that song about being performative and not like actually really meaning like a congressman. And I think that that's kind of like she was doing that in that video when she was like gay rights. Like it was all for show. Like she's Mm -hmm. not real with any of her advocacy really unless it's for white women. Like that's really the Mm -hmm. only thing that she's like real about. Yeah. I I mean, I don't think that's the overall message of the song, but. Uh, make I did see that somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. Ooh, debate. I don't know. I just like I'm glad that she can see that she's flawed, but at the same time, like, and okay, and now we have to discuss the thing that got taken out of the video. The fact yeah, she just she said here she was just like this song is really a guided tour through all the things I tend to hate about myself. I don't really think I've delved this far into my insecurities in this detail before. Yeah. So okay, you so you and I kind of disagree about the scale being taken out, right? Yeah. So what's your point of view? I don't understand. It's like, yeah, you can that's what body dysmorphia is. Like you could be really skinny. I the thing that people don't like about it is they're equating being fat with being negative. 
<laughs> but um yeah, I mean that's that's what that's what having an eating disorder is like she she's starving herself and getting on the scale and she still sees herself as being fat. But people just don't like that she used the word fat. Well, it's a triggering word. And if you were on the set of that music video or like cutting that music video and she said, I want the scale to say fat when I stand on top of it, like what would you have said to her? Would you have been like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I think it should say that. I don't know. I'm not a music video producer. Well, I'm just trying to like, let's think about like the, the it's not, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the worst thing. I think people are too sensitive, but whatever. She could have done a lot of other things and she does. And you know what? I think what people are annoyed with, and I am as well, she is a very conventionally attractive, skinny white woman. Like she is, she has everything. And like, I get that skinny white women also have insecurities, but like, it's kind of throwing it in the face of other people who are not conventionally attractive to be like, oh, I'm Taylor Swift and I think I'm ugly. It's like, that's just like, so I just don't think it's, it's so tone deaf in my opinion. Like there are a lot of other people that struggle with a lot of other things. And I I think she could have just framed that weight scene a little bit differently. I think she's talked in Miss Americana about how, you know, in the 1989 era, she was telling people she was eating, but she wasn't eating. Like she's voiced these concerns before. And yeah. honestly, I, you know, she's looking very thin. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think, at least in the lover era, she looked like a regular person, but like, she's you very she's thin now. Thin again. Yeah. Like, and so it's, it, she, you know, five years ago, she knew she had an eating disorder. She's not really mm-hmm. like, able to get she's not able to like get to a healthy place for her in my opinion Mm -hmm. and like this isn't gonna do it for her yeah i mean my not i think music videos are stupid anyway so let why don't you just come out with songs and don't avoid the whole thing she loves it she loves the music videos she does written and directed by taylor swift like okay lady whatever it's not my thing but she she loves it um, I thought that music video was strange, but the antihero one is weird. Yeah, I didn't like it. I yeah. did not like it. Um, okay, track four, snow on the beach. I hate it, but I don't know why it gets stuck in my head. And poor like Lana it. Del Rey. It's fine. Yeah, poor Lana Del Rey. Although apparently, I keep seeing these things that like the way Spotify is on like autoplay or something like how the bass and whatever it's like, if you adjust those, you can hear Lana more. Oh, really? Apparently. You think that's why yeah. she wanted people to buy vinyls. You could actually hear and Lana. On vin- and on vinyls, you can hear her. I just think it's insulting. Like you're going to have one person on the whole album and you don't even give her a verse. Well, there, and another thing people were saying is that they, yeah, I agree. She should have had a verse. But I guess they like um, they harmonized so well that like their voices really just blend together. There are a couple spots where you can hear her. You can but hear also, her, like, yeah. But she has such a distinct voice; like she should have been a little more prominent. I don't know. This was ooh, uh, soon you'll get better all over again. That's how they all are, unless she's with a man. She lets them. She lets that- fucking. 
What's his face have his own Ed verse? Sheeran. She'll let Ed Sheeran literally have his own song. Ed Sheeran and she'll... can literally slap her in the face at the beginning of every verse. And she's like, yeah, do it again. And then everybody else, she's like, okay, we're going to lower you completely to the We're bottom. harmonizing. Like, you yeah. don't harmonize with someone who's featured on your song for the whole right. thing. Like, No, that's le- about a backup singer. And then she does her own fucking backup vocals. Like, exactly. She should have like just done it herself. Yeah. But, I mean I- – Lana Del Rey's getting her check too, so good for her. Yeah, and they're both. I mean, they're both Jack Antonoff groupies, so I think she should have had more features on this. Like, I think Haim could have. I thought there were going to be like surprise features. Yeah, agreed. I don't know. And I'm and now I'm interested as to why she is getting all these people on her tour with her. Like, so now all of a sudden, like, and and Haim's like in her music video. Like, why not just feature them on a song? Right. Well, they already did it, like, one time. Oh, they barely get to sing in that song. Right. What's, oh, Nobody, I'm like, what song is that again? Nobody, No Crime. Like, you can't hear them singing. They're just back And then she's in one of their songs and sings the whole thing. And she literally comes on stage during one of their concerts and And hijacks it. (laughs) It sings fucking a song from 20 years ago. What's up with that? She's obsessed with herself. Oh, my God. Okay, track five, the famous track five, You're On Your Own Kid. Archer. I love this song. I think it's really good. I I did not care about this until I saw some people doing TikToks of the bridge Make the yeah. friendship bracelets. I think that's very cute. But it's other cute. than that, I, I like don't what, like the song. I like what people are doing with it on TikTok. I think it also, like, it really explains, like, her career. Like, that's how I see it. It's like how... Okay, you watch some TikToks. I'll send you some. It literally <laughs> references... It references, like, different things about how she, like... Um, where it was, like, I hosted parties. She's like... And didn't eat. Starve my body. Like I think it just referenced like things throughout her career, and now she like made it. That's but she's I... but she's never really been on her own. Okay, I I don't know. I don't right? know what like... the on your own kid means. <laughs> she's not on her own. Who like told... no, it. I would love to know who told her that. Scott Swift. Nobody. No, her dad. Maybe I don't even know. You're on your own kid. You've always have been. Like no, she hasn't. Maybe it was her stalker. You're on your own kid. <laughs> when she when he left her. So what is what does this the article say this is about? Um, so it says this one is possibly the oldest midnight out of the 13 midnights oh. that we hear. The song describes a girl waiting for a boy to notice her, but she eventually gets tired of waiting and runs away to play songs. When she finally achieves fame and fortune, however, she realizes she's still on her own. I hosted parties and starved my body like I'd be saved by a perfect kiss. Recall several pieces of Swiftian lore, her very public girl squad during the 1989 era, the eating disorder she spoke about in her Netflix documentary, Mm -hmm. and waiting for a new love to save her. The song ends on a rather comforting note, however, you may be on your own, but you always have been, so there's nothing to be afraid of. Maybe it means more like you're on your own, like, at the end of the day, like, yourself is the only person you have. It, and like this is what she talked thing. about in Miss Americana too. Was when she won the Grammy for 1989. She said she got up on stage and there was nobody for her to call, nobody for her to talk to this about. Like 
she felt very alone in that mm-hmm. moment. But that's such a privileged thing to say. Like, I'm a Grammy winner, so I can't talk. Nobody can relate to me. Like, right. shut the fuck up. Like, that's true. But like, I don't feel that bad. For, like, I guess I that, bad like, for you. Yeah. That big of a celebrity. Like, there was that quote of her recently in one of those little um, explanation videos where she yeah. was like, she struggles with like not feeling like a real person or something. <laughs> she isn't a real person. Like you're, like you, you wanted this. You're a superstar. This is what you wanted. Yeah. Like you, she wants to be like small town girl or slamming screen door. Uh, <laughs> screen door. I do get <laughs> it now. Like, I guess she's saying like she had that big group of friends and she doesn't regret it, but like make those friendship bracelets, but then know that they're not always going to be there. But also yeah. that's your a lot fault. Of it Taylor. Was, it was a lot of it was for show. Like she was not like actually good friends with those people. And I think she's going to throw Haim to the corner at some point. Like she's, she goes through friends pretty quickly, you know, yeah. like Haim is the next ones on the chopping block. Okay. Um, track six, Midnight Rain. <laughs> um, James Charles put out a TikTok of him singing that part, and I, I can't yeah. unsee it. I think it's him. I literally think it's him singing that. I don't. I get this song. He he wanted um, "Sun." I was Midnight Rain. Like he was very positive, and I was this like downer. I think it's a good song, but I, it's just not for me. Yeah, it's okay. It's not. It's not my favorite it's not my least favorite yeah Um, you can really see the imagery like she really does paint a picture like i imagine waking up in the middle of the night and it's like raining and like you're it's like kind of sad but like kind of comforting at the same time you know like i can really picture what she's trying to get at here yeah and it's definitely i mean it says um so people are um, theorizing that it might be about Taylor Lautner or Tom Hiddleston. Please <laughs> not back to Taylor Lautner. My goodness. Right. So basically it's about like someone wanted her to like settle down. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Isn't that how like he was like he wanted a bride. I was making my own name. Do you listen okay. to the lyrics? Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> But this was, I, you know, I just thought it was, what's the chorus? He wanted something. I wanted, I was midnight he want, rain. He says he wanted it comfortable. I wanted that pain. He wanted a bride. I was making my own name, chasing that fame. He stayed this. So it's like she's advanced. Whoever this, like she's advanced. He's staying the same and she's going for it. But what's, yeah. what's the thing before midnight rain? All of rain? me changed. All of me changed change like midnight. He wanted drive. I was midnight rain or something. I don't know. But this is the, this is my all my other overall comment is the rhyming needs to stop. I it's so much so that it's distracting for me sometimes. She oh, made, I don't know. Isn't every, that called writing songs? No, every song does not need to be Doctor Seuss land. It does not need to be. I had crimes on my minds. I'm doing lines. I'm it like she makes it so rhymy that it like. Mm-hmm. I think she what she does better. is she writes down all these words that rhyme at the end of the line and then she just makes up stuff before that to make sure that they rhyme. It's you can mm. rhyme and have a rhythm without having a Dr. Seuss book. Okay, that's fair. Um okay, track seven, your favorite <gasps> question. 
this to me, and did you see the thing I sent you about? It's very much my out of the woods. It is the out of the woods of this album. Really? Yeah. It has the exact same like kind of cadence and like sounds. Because it says, I remember. I remember. But it's like in the same like, and it has the mm-hmm. synth behind it a little bit. Yeah. I'll um, play, and this is why I like, I don't really care very much about what she thinks. Like, this is how I think about it in regard to my life because I'm the person that's more important here. Hold on. I'm just looking up what the hell I was thinking about at Midnight Rain. Uh-huh, I was Midnight Rain. Um, so, this is what I'm thinking in terms of question. He was sunshine. I was midnight rain. Thank God. Oh my God. That was going to bother me so much. He was sunshine. I was midnight rain. Like he was this big radiant person. And I was like a downer in the relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Gotcha. Question. Um, can I ask you a question? What I'm thinking is it's after midnight. You're at this house party. You've drank a lot. I love drinking a lot at house parties. And then like having these intimate conversations with people I don't really know. And it's mm-hmm. like, can I ask you a question? Have you ever like had somebody kiss you on the dance floor and then it's like like does it ever feel like a meteor does it ever feel the same after the meteor struck like it's so she's being so like um intrusive yeah Yeah, but no i think it's like she's being so inappropriate it's like if i met somebody brand new and i'm sitting next to them and i'm like Tell me about your like first love. Yeah, like to, like yeah. can I ask you a question? Like yeah. and oh, then yeah. there's there's now the part I of it. You like this song there's the part of it where she says, "Are you still with her?" Like I guess that's fine for you right now. Like that's exactly something I would say like, "Oh, are you still with that person?" Like, like I judgy. guess Yeah, like I yeah. guess that's fine for now. Like I wish the beat would have dropped a little bit sooner. Like she waits until mm-hmm. the bridge to drop the beat, but it's a good it's a really good song. This is my number 1 on the whole album. Okay. It's not my favorite. It's okay. Listen to it more. Yeah, I probably... I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. I, it's just like, it's not my favorite. Good um, girl, better, big city, lesson. So, according to this article, people think this song is about Carly Kloss. <laughs> so, it's is it what? about Carly Kloss kissing her on the dance floor? So, it says, so, the evidence, there's frequent usage of she, her pronouns. Do you wish you could oh. still touch her? Yeah, and the line, "Do you ever? Ha- <laughs> do you? Oh my god, I'm literally so dumb. <laughs> Did you ever have someone kiss you in a crowded room? Which some think is a reference to the lines in Reputation's dress, where Kaylor stands believe is also about class. Our secret moments in your crowded room. They've got no idea about you and me. It's actually me and you. And I don't want you like a best friend. Only bought this dress so you could take it off. So theories aside, question includes a classic Swiftian homage to the color of feelings. Mm. Before you painted all my nights a color I've searched for since recalls lyrics past, such as illicit affairs. You showed me colors you know I can't see with anyone else. I don't know. It could be. People are literally obsessed with Carly Kloss. She could... Taylor Swift could take a shit and wipe her <laughs> like toilet paper and post it on Instagram and somebody would be like, oh my God, that's a that's Carly Kloss. Like Klaus. that's literally Carly <laughs> Kloss. Like, okay. <laughs> I okay, I just looked up the lyrics. So here are some of my favorite lyrics. When she says, Did you wish you put up more of a fight when she said it was too much? Do you wish you could still touch her? Oh, yeah, I like that part too, but the, where's the part where I really like? Oh, and that's what I that's I heard that you're 
And what's that? That I heard that you're still with her. That's nice. I'm sure that's what's suitable and right. But tonight, can I ask you a question? It's like, that's suitable and right. Like, how judgmental yeah. are you? Right. I I just think it's so good. Can I ask you a question? Okay. Go moving on. Okay. Um, okay. Track eight is vigilante shit. I know you don't like it. I like it. It's not my favorite. It's very reputation. I think it's It's fine. very reputation. I think she'll probably I think she'll probably have a music video for it. I think she's um, gonna have one for all of them, don't you think? Yeah. This is just so trying hard to me. It's like she sat down and she was like, okay, she wanted, emo. She wanted a reaction. Yeah, bad blood. Like, and it's like, wow, she made, I don't even know what the word vigilante means. Isn't it somebody who's like crime fighting, but for good, but they're doing like bad things, but it's for good. You know, like Maybe. I literally had to look up anti-hero. I was like, what does this mean again? She literally. Oh, wait, this- can, I t- can I tell you about a reference? Sure. An so I don't know if this is like her being crazy or so there was that movie Super Pets. Yeah. DC Super Pets. And that's the one where she put Bad Blood Taylor's version. Yeah. In the promo. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole scene in the movie where one of the characters explains to another one what an antihero is. Like oh, one wow. of them asks, what's an antihero? Jeez. And then they Talk about it. a so long I con. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting connection. <laughs> like, um, do you think she put that line in there? I don't know. This anyway. whole album is like an AP lit class. Like it's just too, so much. Sometimes it's too jargony for me. Sometimes I'm just like, I just want to listen to the sounds. Yeah. Like you don't want to actually listen to the words. No. The words mean, I mean something I, I to me li- though. Yeah. Some like some of the vigilante shit. I don't relate to. Abin, do you, don't, aren't you dressing for revenge? Yeah. This is Kush's favorite for song on the album. Of course. It's vigilante. so. Kush, Kush has mental shit. health problems. <laughs> like. <laughs> He's I'm like, so excited for his Spotify rap. Like, meanwhile, he's wearing a polo shirt and jeans. Like that's him <laughs> dressing for, for revenge. revenge. <laughs> like tucked in with a belt. Oh my god. Okay. <sighs> um. Okay. Track nine. Be jeweled. I loved this ever since the beginning, and I kind of missed the whole TikTok craze about it. And that like guy. Like I didn't really. I don't with know. It wasn't dance. just. Yeah, I wasn't like on TikTok watching it and then it like that yeah. blew up and then I really liked the music video and like I think it is so true that like she can still be this pop star. She can still be Bejeweled if yeah. she wants to. I think Bejeweled is very 1989. Like this could yeah. have been on 1989 for sure. Yeah. It wasn't – I feel like I keep saying they're all not my favorite but <laughs> I, I liked the song but I like it more now that – It got viral. Now that – now that it got viral and that I've I do like the music video for Bejeweled. It's yeah. I think it's a fun music it's video. It's pretty. Um, I think that this, you know, if she wanted to, she could make this. I think they're making that Super Mario Brothers film. Like this could be in there. Like this is the background on like a video game. It's like so like mm-hmm. playful and like, I don't know, kind of like fake, like charming yeah. and stuff like that. It's a yeah, I think I really, it's a good it's song. A good song. Um Track 10, Labyrinth. Not Snore. Good. It's bad. 
Um, they're saying this one's another Joe Alwyn love song. Whatever. Um, I don't really care. It's just slow and sad. That could be yep. folklore. Um, okay, track 11's Karma. I think love. Karma's probably my num- number two. This is my number two. Wait, what's your number one? Antihero. We didn't get there yet. Oh, it's I'm sorry. Mastermind. Master- it's Mastermind, yeah. yeah. My, this is my number two, too. I love Karma. I think this should I be the it's so good. single. I think she should have released this 10 weeks ago. Yeah. This is a song that I would put in like some of one of her best songs like ever top 10 yeah yeah yep it's really good um i don't know what else do you want to say about nothing and i think it's fun like there's the mystery behind like karma what yeah right it's like finally it's kind of fun that she did that yeah well do you think it's about scooter braun like some people some people are like yeah people are saying it could be about kanye she does say the thing in there about um Spider Boy or whatever. Spider Boy. It's like SB. I do like when she says your penny my pennies made your crown. Like it they did. If it is Scooter Brown. Scooter Brown. Yeah. Scooter Brown. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's an amazing song. Um okay, then track twelve is Sweet Nothing. Boring. I didn't like it, and then it came on yesterday when I was in the plane, and it, and I know she wrote this with Joe. With Joe, and it's yeah. like it's a good song, and all he wanted me for was "Sweet Nothing." Like she, it's called "Sweet Nothings," right? No, with just an S. Nothing. Oh, okay, well, it's a play on "Sweet Nothings." Like I don't know, whatever, you know, speaking sweet nothings to each other. But then mm. she changed it to "Sweet Nothing." Like all you ever wanted for me was "Sweet Nothing." That's a good feeling, like. You don't need anything from me. You just want me for me. Right. You know? Yeah, it's a it's a cute song. It's like the sound of it. I'm not like wanting to listen to it, yeah. I guess. But Yeah. Um, Here we go. Drum roll, please. I number 13. Oh, track thir- yeah, track 13 is Mastermind. Um, it's definitely my favorite. I, I don't know. I switch between. I do like Karma, too. It's like a tough tie between those. Um. And then I think probably my third is Lavender Haze, I would say. Really? I like Mastermind because Mastermind and um, Antihero are her. She really is being introspective with those. Like, she Mm -hmm. is a mastermind. Like, professionally and personally, she sets things up very strategically. And I think that that's good. And I think a lot of people, like, do that with relationships. Like, you kind of, like act coy and you're like trying not trying too hard but trying just enough and you like at the same time you're orchestrating the entire thing i just wish i guess when i first texted you about it i was like it makes me feel weird like i wish it wasn't like that i wish it wasn't like this song and dance like i wish Mm -hmm. you didn't have to be a mastermind to get with someone you know what i mean like yeah but that is what it is i don't know and she's being just honest about it i guess yeah i think it's a real like i like i just like everything about it you know that I'm a mastermind. And it's fast, too. It's fast-paced. Mm-hmm. We need to be entertained. Yeah, right. I can't be, <laughs> soon you'll get better. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that concludes the f- core songs. Um. And now we go into the 3 a.m. track. So track 14 is The Great War. It's okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good, like, I don't, I enjoy listening to it. Um, it's at least it's upbeat. Dun, yep. Dun, 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 you know, um, track fifteen, bigger than the whole sky. Big miscarriage. 
I, I don't, I could take it or leave it. I don't think it's about a yeah. miscarriage. I think, I don't know. I like read the lyrics. I think it does kind of sound like it, but Do whatever. you think? I guess. Well, it's just about like, um, only being like someone was only there for a short time and they didn't get to grow into what they could have been or something. I don't know. Kind of, whatever. What was this? What's the song? I really like the lyric where she said, you're either a one night stand or a bride. I love that that, and it is true. Like everybody wants this 1950s shit from her. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. everybody's like, get married. Where are your kids? Like everybody does want to be something in between that. Yeah. It is crazy. It's a, I thought that was a very astute lyric. Um, okay, track 16 is Paris. Love. I like the, yeah. the only good one on the extra songs, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think it's a good song. I think that Paris would be on, like, Lover, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a very playful, fun. Yeah, I like it a lot. I'm so in love, yeah. It's good. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm, like, itchy. Um, okay, then we have High Infidelity. I don't know. This eh. is just the one where they where she talks about April 29th and people want to know what where she was April 29th. But I was dying at the TikTok that said I want to know where you were January 6th. I know, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's good. January 6th. I'm glad this song happened just for that. Just for that meme to happen. Um okay, track 18 glitch. I think Glitch might be one of the worst songs she's ever put out. I hate it. <laughs> I think it's so bad. And there's this girl on there's this girl on TikTok that she she's one of she's British or something. I always get her Taylor Swift like content. <laughs> it's her number one favorite song. Really? It surpassed Glitch. her favorite before was all too well, and she likes this song better. It is I think there's been a glitch. It's I couldn't so even bad. tell you what it sounds like. It's it's terrible. I think it's so bad. <laughs> I, I hate it. Okay. 19 would have, could have, should have. Um, that's, I like, I really like that song. Okay. It's okay. Um, at, Like out of the 3 a.m. What's, that's one of what's so special about it being 19? Wasn't there something with that? Yeah. So she references. Um, All too well again. Be, she references being 19, which. Um, that's when she dated John Mayer, so they think that's they that think poor man. John Mayer. He literally, he probably wants to shoot himself every time she he, has a Good Morning America announcement. He ru- like he rues the day he ever got <laughs> close to her. Oh my god, that poor guy. I mean, yeah. really, he's paying for that relationship for sure, for the rest of his life. Literally, she's gonna be in the in her nursing home putting out like John Mayer raped me th- seventy years ago, <laughs> like. Yeah. She's oh not going to beat around the bush anymore. Okay, and then track 20, Dear Reader. I think this is also up there with one of the worst it's songs. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's Dear, pretty bad. It's really bad. I don't think um, she should have put out the 3 a.m. sessions, honestly. I th- I'm good with just the first 13. I really don't care about the 3 a.m. sessions. She, sh- she could have had a handful of them in the mm-hmm. rep, but you're right. She could have. Paris is good, but like we could have lived with that. We would have lived with that. Well, and I kept, I had the uh, Midnight's downloaded. So for the long time, I just was listening to the first 13. So now it's hard for me to go and listen to all 20. They like feel it's very just weird. Separate. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess so. 
like Aaron Desner was not a part of the first 13 at all, but he was part of a few of the 3 a.m. tracks. Uh, that's why you hate them. That's your mortal enemy. <laughs> no. I don't. Do I hate him? I feel like you do every time. It's like, Aaron thank Desner. God Aaron Desner's not on this. That ass. That asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it. All right. So overall, what would you give it out of 10 and how would you rank it? in her other albums. I would give it a seven. Me too. So what were you so mad about? I don't, I don't think I was, I don't think I pro I just thought it was you being like, the Pitchfork article rated her a 7 out of 10, and it just wasn't in the Instagram caption that they posted. So I just put 7 out of 10 there. And then I was yeah, like, I thought it was your rating. That's not what I my rating your, is. And like now you're saying your 7 rating. out of 10. Yeah, I am. I'm sorry. I just, I don't think I had enough time to process it yet. I think it would fall. I don't know. I need to listen to it more because I hated, I don't hate it, and it's not my favorite. Yeah. Like there are a few, but there are no, like there are no, there is no Cruel Summer. Like I could listen to Cruel Summer every day. Yeah. And be excited about it. You know what I mean? Yep. I think this is what I'm saying. Like I don't listen to the whole album. I listen to six songs. So I like the six songs that she put out. I don't think this is one of my favorite albums. I actually, if I were to take a step back, I'm not really sure this is in my top five albums, but maybe mm-hmm. it'll work its way up there. You know, they these albums have a she has a slow burn. Like it mm-hmm. could it could continue to get better with me, and especially seeing it live might be better. But it's not really up there with my favorite Taylor Swift works of mm-hmm. art. I think at this like I would still put. Oh, I mean, Reputation's my favorite, and then yeah. 1989. Yeah, I would still put Lover over it. Agreed. Lover um, did not get the recognition it deserved. I actually feel bad for Lover. You know, like there's she, some really good songs on Lover. If she had um, released Lover right now, I think it would have done well. I don't know if it was like just not the time or something. I don't know what. It's hard to you know predict how what's going to do well. Right. Um. I think at this, I mean, I'm tr- like, yeah, I'd put it somewhere in the middle. Why don't you just meet me in the middle? Um, my la- I will say that um, if you haven't listened to Carly Rae Jepsen's album, it's very good. And I think her first song, Surrender My Love, uh, I think that's what it's called, is better than any song on Taylor Swift's album. And I really, really think like a thought experiment would be like, if this album wasn't released by Taylor Swift, would we care about it? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a really good point. Like, if this was just some unnamed artist putting out this song called, you know, Lavender Haze, would we care about it? Or do we only care about it because it's her? And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's her power and her prowess. And it's, it's the same with big artists like Beyonce, Adele. Like, do you like it because it's them or do you, is it good? You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. is it both? Do you like, like if it? this and came out good? as some random artist's debut album. Right. Would it? Would we even give a shit? It's it's interesting to think about, but she's cultivated such an, a fan base, and she's and you worked know, people hard are at out that. There being like, 
who is the song about like these picking apart the lyrics right like, blah 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 and it wouldn't have any of that if it were a brand new person artist. yeah yeah i just think like you know she's big because she's big. It's like people saying the Kardashians are famous because they're famous. It's like her Mm -hmm. music is good because people think it's good. Like if Mm -hmm. you put this in front of a Swifty, they'd be like, oh my God, amazing. Oh my God, amazing. Like I think we, you and I can take a step back and be like, actually, I don't really like that song very much. You know, like Mm -hmm. I actually, I don't think these are like that good. There are good songs on this album, but this is a seven out of 10 album. not doubting that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I thought this was going to be a big fight, but we actually agree more than I thought we would. Yeah. Just See, I thought because it was a little bit more hushed, you would like it more. And maybe you will start if you just listen. Do you listen to it during work or you just. I, like, have, ha- I feel like I have been listening to it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just need to listen to it. It definitely takes time. So I didn't like I didn't love Lover when it first came out. Oh yeah, we were a little disappointed with Lover. I remember. Like we liked a few of the songs. Like I mean, yeah. definitely like Me is terrible. You need to calm down is not that great. It's fine, but like I don't know. Well, that's the that's the other side of the double edged sword. You know, do we like this album because it's Taylor Swift? But then when she releases Lover, it's we have such high expectations of Taylor Swift. Mm. So then she didn't also, meet up to the expectations. I, I do end up liking songs more when I know the words. Mm-hmm. And you listen to it a lot. You get more familiar with it. That's why TikTok mm-hmm. is making songs famous because you get familiar with the well, sounds. It, it works. Yeah. yeah. And she, you know, she didn't do that, but her fan base did it with Bejeweled and with some of the other songs. Like, I've seen them do, like, Karma TikToks. Like, those are really good. Like, mm-hmm. I think that, she, you know, she could have done – well, you know what? I have no pointers for her this time because she won. She did it. 1.5 million units. So, yeah, there she went. And I know we didn't have time to talk about the Lover Fest – or, like, not Lover Fest, the Eras Tour – but I'm in love with her finally having a good graphic designer doing it her colors. Really, it must have oh, been some God. random girl at Capital One Corporate. Capital One. Yeah. <laughs> like, Capital One marketing girl was like, I'm doing this color palette. It's phenomenal. It's great. I literally want to make it like my phone background. <laughs> I, like, know, I literally almost screenshot it and did it. <laughs> I like it's so like the muted colors and the different it's just incredible. Great job. And the yeah, even the good. cities with the different little symbols, incredible. Mm-hmm. Amazing. We hope yeah. to be there on June in Pittsburgh. See you there. Acrisure Stadium. Get excited. How many points do I need on my freaking Capital One card? Let's go. I can spend them. I'm just, I'm glad we have like a backup. The Capital One thing. Because not everybody, like if we can't get the, if we don't end up getting the 10 a.m. for some reason. Yeah, we will. We'll have the 2 p.m. So November 14th is, is it, oh wait, is it the 15th or the 14th? 15th. Right? I'm literally clear in my calendar. Like. I forget. I'm not. I need to relook at the. And you're gonna, we're gonna be on the phone, and I'm gonna be on my laptop. You're gonna be on your laptop. We're gonna have to yeah, get, figure it out. Command attack. center. I, I can't have another Adele. <laughs> <laughs> Although Adele had like three seats, like Hinesfield has like sixty thousand. We're gonna be so. good. Yeah, we're gonna, and we're just looking for two seats. That's it, and we'll pay that, whatever. That's it. That we're yep. not getting. Like we were trying to get four. Nope. Like, nope. No. Nope. 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 Okay, so it's on the evening of Monday, November fourteenth. You'll receive. We'll an email figure confirming out if you're selected. Yeah. And then it starts Tuesday. Ten a.m. Yep. 
See you there. Two weeks. Get your affairs in order. I don't know if this is true, but TMZ was saying that kidney um, donations are, like, up since she released her. That's ridiculous. (laughs) If people do that... Taylor, that is something you need to speak out on. Yeah. Because that is not normal. Yeah. She, with your private jet and your billions of dollars. That is not okay. You should not be, if that is verified, she needs to have a real come to Jesus moment. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You tell her I. She does. That's not normal. I know. It's not That's not cool. That's not cool. She could go on this tour and sell every ticket for $0 and still make a profit. Exactly. It's sponsored do, by Capital One. I do like that she has like forty nine dollar tickets though. Mm-hmm. I hope she keeps it that way. With the fees gonna, and stuff, it's more. They're going to be in the parking garage out back, but oh, like, well, they'll be listening to vinyl like at home. She'll just send them a vinyl for forty eight dollars. Have I think it's a true testament to our success that like the last time we went to a concert, like really all we could afford was the $49 tickets and now we're we like, couldn't even it, afford we're getting that. the best ones. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I, really, I probably asked my mom. <laughs> oh my God. I, I think I forgot to tell you this. Did I tell you this? That um, uh-huh. the people who were staying at my mom's condo, they lost, she lost her earring. Really? Like you did at the 1989 Nuh-uh. world tour. Yeah. Being drunk. Well, who knows? Off the railing or off oh, the balcony. She, yeah, she was about to go off. <laughs> that's hilarious all right let's wrap it up here ma'am that's a great note to end on i'm gonna wear like 10 earrings to uh eras lizzie where's your earring i'm gonna get a piercing (laughs) for every album (laughs) well my question is what are we gonna wear we have to we have to talk about it we have a lot of months but i'm gonna be so much skinnier than the last one All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the special edition. Special really edition, was. midnights. We're, we're back in business here, people. So don't you even worry. We didn't yep. cancel ourselves. Um, make Maybe sure you we follow have. us. Yeah, probably. Make sure you follow us on our social media at That's the Worst Pod on Instagram and at That's the Worst underscore on Twitter. Rate, TikTok. subscribe, and review. Oh, and TikTok shit. Um, and we are Kevin Ie, and that was literally the worst. Goodbye. See you.